You're listening to The Pastor Pod, sharing what we're learning to help you lead well in our culture today. This podcast is hosted by pastors Josh Robinson and Jay Mudd. Their goal is to be real, transparent, and let you in on what pastors really think about stuff. Well, hey, welcome back to The Pastor Pod. So glad you're with us for episode 55. I'm here with my good friend Jay, my co-host, my friend, my, my wonderful buddy, uh, once again, for another incredible conversation. Really, if you're new to the podcast, we have honest, real, transparent conversations about what pastors really think about stuff. So what's happening in Orlando today, Jay? You know, I just, I'm, I'm trying to get through all of those things you just said of like how, you know, good buddy, pal, all those things and how you're really laying that on there. Um, it's almost like people are questioning now whether or not we really are friends or not. But <laughs> no, it's anyhow. genuine, man. All is well in O-Town. Uh, I don't know if I like that or not. I think it's been called O-Town before. Uh, but anyhow, everything's okay. It's uh, November, and it's um, I can still wear shorts and a T-shirt and don't have my doors and top on the Jeep. And um, just got back from Boston, so I'm a little bitter. Um, bitter about the weather just because I took a quick trip to Boston this past weekend and uh, got to experience real fall, what fall's supposed to be like, crisp. So was it chilly? Was it, what was it like? Yes, it was crisp. It was see your breath in the air. Mm-hmm. The windows are fogged up. It was the tree, you know, the leaves are off the tree, all that good stuff. What you right. really think when you when you think fall, I actually posted a picture of Boston as I was go, driving in on Sunday morning. And someone said, I can almost feel the 40 degree weather. And that's what it's like. You, even the pictures, you can mm-hmm. feel it. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so a little bitter about the weather, but, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about the weather suppressing well i see it the other way i i love the 80s like i love that i can go sit by i can go swimming in november like i love that instead of sitting out freezing 40 degree weather if it's 40 degrees you need to be skiing you know what i mean like that's how i look at it like that's skiing weather that's that's not not, fall that's 40 degree weather that's skiing weather do you realize it's not even that's above freezing there's not even snow on the ground (laughs) yeah but when you go to the ski resorts that i've gone to they have to make the snow yeah, that's not a real ski resort. I'm sorry. No <laughs> offense to anybody. That's not a real ski resort. A ski resort is where it actually snows. Vermont, New Hampshire. Yeah. You know, go, good real areas where it actually snows. I just get a little defensive of Florida. I feel like everybody just is always just like, it's so hot. It's so hot. I don't know why it's hot. Well, we're, we're in Florida. It's hot here. I don't think it's Jay, that way I mean, at all. I, mean, I think Jay, everybody's from, like, I think you're from, you're from Florida. You act like you don't know. This is what we do. This is why people, it's, that's why there's thousands of people driving into my town every day from you think it's up north. The weather? It's, because they like the weather. That's why they're here. I don't it's know. called snowbirds. They leave the snow and cold because they don't like it. Yeah, there's people that live here full time because they're like, I don't want another winter like that. And I'm like, I've never had a winter like that. I, you know, I don't okay. think I ever would want one. I get it. I get it. I but get that's it. just, but that's just me though. That's not you. You're, so that's you're being okay. very defensive for Florida right now. And maybe Florida I am. I'm very it. defensive. But I'm also against the same side as you. The people in Florida are like, hey, I can't I can't stand the cold. I don't. Why would you want to be the cold? It's 40 degrees outside. You got to be snow skiing somewhere. <laughs> you know, that's what people do when I'm like, hey, like, guys, it's actually not bad. It's it's beautiful. There's something mm-hmm. beautiful about the seasons and knowing the change you know of seasons. I agree. It is nice to have some different. So different, anyhow, uh, I just say that to say things. a little bitter because I got back from it. I got to taste it. And um, yeah, 
Taste and see. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Taste and see. It was good. It was good. And you were able yeah. to preach and connect with some church. Yeah. So really, I mean, I don't know if everybody wants to hear about that or not, but yeah. So my, my goal was to go up and encourage some church planners. I have lots of good friends there in Boston who I care about love. And uh, really it was a cool time of just kind of just listening because every church planner needs some space where they can just let it all out. Right. Like, Hey, here's what's going on. And, you know, dump really in front of you and go, Hey, this is what's happening. And then take it from there and go, Hey, let me, let me see how we can dream and encourage to how you can move the ball forward, you know, in living out what God's called you to do in your specific area. So we spent some time, I spent some time, I was literally from 9am to almost 7pm every night, just with planters and pastors and spending some time doing that. I carved out a few hours to go hang out with my daughter at a, uh, at a tree farm, uh, apple picking, which you in Florida don't mm-hmm. know what you're, what I'm talking about, but it's a glorious thing where you get to go out to the apple. We go to Publix uh, to go apple picking. Well, okay. Truth be told, I never bought the apples for apple picking because it's just too expensive. You're right. You can buy, it's too expensive, but they have apple cider donuts and apple cider, which are homemade on the, Yeah, it's an experience. It's about the experience, Josh. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the fushui, fushua. It's the experience. Um, the, anyhow. The crisp, the crispness of yes, the Yes, yes, yeah. So anyhow, I brought apple cider donuts home to the family. It was exciting because they were like, yes, we know what this means. Uh, most of you who are listening going, apple cider donuts, what are you talking about? Is that what you get from Publix? No, it's not. These are homemade, <laughs> fresh, made with the apples right there off the farm. You go get the apples off the trees and you make donuts. So you go pick the apple and you eat it. No, yeah, you can, you can. We have, and then, we have oranges. We have orange gotta, trees here, right? And you have you great, orange great orange juice. Great orange juice. juice. That's right. Yeah, orange juice. Actually, you're not supposed to pick the orange groves, Josh. That's a that's not what you. I grew up here. I thought that was for a, the public's uh... as a teenager, and they would always <laughs> yell at us when we'd stop and run through the orange groves. <laughs> Just kidding. that that actually no longer exists. Those orange groves are gone. Anyhow. Um, and, and I'll say this just as the last thing, and then we need to move on. Another thing I'm bitter about is, um, I, I have really learned that I don't belong in a car in Florida. Driving in Florida is the most, it drives me crazy. Um, it feels like everybody's on vacation all the time. Nobody all the time. You're in Orlando. No, Orlando is a different level, man. No, no. What Orla- I mean is, feel, you no, know, Orlando. Most people are there that are on vacation. They're from all over the world. No, they're no, there to go they, see Mickey well, Mouse. Maybe it's because they don't know where they're going, but they're driving That's slow right. and they take forever to turn somewhere. And I'm like, get out of the way! <laughs> Damn, I get so frustrated. I was at home in Boston and I just felt at home. People cutting me off, people yelling at me, you know, all that good stuff. It was just felt good. Like, yes, these are I my just people. love to be yelled at. It's wonderful. These are my as people. I'm freezing cold in my car. That sounds wonderful, Jay. I couldn't wait to go up there. Yeah. But you, you know what? God called you up there, and that's that's next awesome. Time, next time you can go with me, Josh. I'd love to go. Let's go. They might kick me out. I don't know. Buy me a ticket and let's go. All right. <laughs> Anyhow, Josh, let's move on to what we're talking about today, because I'm sure that's why people are here. They probably fast forwarded through everything we just talked about because they're looking for content. They're looking for the good stuff. So, uh, Josh, where are we heading today? What do we what, what's on the talk of today? What are we chatting about on episode 50? Is it episode 55? Episode 55, which is pretty awesome that we were this far in. But uh, it's been a great journey so far. Well, today we're going to talk about leveraging your life for the gospel. And that's 
of course, we turned the page. We're, we're in November and Thanksgiving's in a couple of weeks, which is an awesome time of the year. I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. But it's a time of, of our culture where people start to, of course, get crazier and more busy. And it, and it reveals a lot of family struggles. At the same time, it opens up the door for us to, as far as Jesus, to step into the brokenness and live on mission, you know, look at it as an opportunity uh, to lead people to find hope in him. And so we just wanted to kind of walk through that today, just some different ways that we could leverage our lives. What does it look like for us to, to live differently and to make a difference? Wow. Um, so I, I think I, I'll just kick the, I'll just kick it off. I think I'll say this. As a Christ follower, right now, this is a season that is unique to our calendar that opens up opportunities that may not be there at other times of year. It's a natural flow in our calendar where whether you whether whether you're looking for it or not, it's gonna show up in your faith. Uh it's gonna show up in your face. Um People might think about faith things that they don't normally think about. They might uh, you process different things. It's a season where it's a lot of family time, and it does. It opens up doors where there's brokenness, there's hurt, and there's pain. And people are looking for how do I deal with this? How do I go through with this? And not that you want to take, you're not at all saying we want to take advantage of somebody, but there's opportunities that are there that are not necessarily there all year long. And so I think it's really wise that as a Christ follower, I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even. I think there's a, something here we can talk to pastors about, but let's just even get on a on a on an even more personal level that any person that's listening to the podcast who knows Jesus in a personal and real way, it's seasons like this uh, that are dropped in our lap that the opportunities are there, and we need to really cash in. We really need to be super intentional about these times of year. And so I think that's why this is such an important topic um, that we take some time and we chat through, like, how can we be intentional? How can we be, um, how can we be personal? So Josh, let's do this in two different sides, right? So let's talk about from the pastoral level of how we can, how we can encourage our church, but then let's also come back to this idea of even personal level to where you are just living in your community. What, 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 what can you do? Right. So let's start with the pastoral side as a pastor who's thinking about the holidays, you just told me, you know, you're working on your Christmas series, you're trying to wrap your head around it. How can you not just give, and again, I'm not saying you are, but how can a pastor not just transfer information to his congregation uh, about biblical characters or, you know, a creative way that they're going to you know, bring in the holidays, but how can they be super intentional about communicating to the Christ follower about the opportunities that sit in front of them in their community? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a big time, right? For 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 churches, we're we're preparing for Christmas. You know, Christmas at the bridge is what we call it. It's our big outreach uh, that that we have multiple services. It's an invest and invite your friends and family and neighbors, people that need Jesus, so we can make a difference in their life and touch them with the gospel. But I think more than just being a generous church, by we have some different missionaries that we're helping in some different areas that we are partnering with in a special way above and beyond what we normally do as a church. Um, I really think teaching our people and, and modeling, specifically praying for people in our life that we know already uh, that don't know Christ, that, that maybe haven't made that decision or that are just, or they're de-churched, they've been hurt uh, in church, or there's uh, confusion in their life of, of partnering with them, walking with them. And, and making an intentional effort to reach out, text them, call them, invite them over, 
Um, invite them to church to come sit and eat lunch with you afterwards. Uh, find ways to to love people. I mean, it's been pretty fascinating down in this region of Florida because over and over, people at the Bridge Church, and I know this is true for anyone in South Florida, Southwest Florida, is since the hurricane, we've our 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 our, our connection point to our neighbors has grown because we're all suffering together, whether it's trees, roof damage, <laughs> some areas, you know, helping each other with flooding. It's naturally brought people. Now, it doesn't always bring people together, but for those that are trying to make a difference for, for, the, for God, um, people are open because you're there to, to serve them. You're, open the, you're there with open hands to say, hey, how can I help you? How can I pray for you? And we're seeing people on many, many of these work sites trust Christ because of that opportunity to tell them about not only just that we're, we care about your, your needs physically, but spiritually, you know, where are you at with God? And so that, that's really a great opportunity that we're experiencing down here is I think this Christmas, this Thanksgiving is going to be even more meaningful for people here. Some have lost their, their homes. Some of them have lost a lot. Um, and so how do we bless them and also love them, have those conversations um, to, to, to help them see that they're loved by God, that they're loved by us. Um, so that leads to us telling them about God's love for them. Uh, but I do think it starts with prayer. It starts and continues with prayer of, of changing the way we think about the holiday season, right? Thanksgiving, Christmas. Um, we tend to plan most of it around our families, which is, which is great. But how can our families, not only our church, but um, how can I model that with my kids? You know, Jace, that's something you do well with yours is in, involve them in your life daily in ministry. Yeah, and I think um, I think as you know, speaking to the pastors who are gonna you know kind of lead the way and modeling this and talking through them, you you you've captured this idea of like really challenge your church to be a praying church to identify the areas where God's already got to kind of have them and, and and really jump through and take advantage of those opportunities, and and I really do think that um, as, as pastors as leaders. Um, there's a great opportunity here for us to um, share how share testimonies of how this has been done in the past. Share share how your family's personally doing it. Um, model this for those that you're leading to where they don't feel like you're just telling them what to do. You're actually joining them in the process of doing it. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's 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 big big opportunity here, and I think pastors, unless we're intentional about it, it's not going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. intentional about leading and shepherding our people to be mindful of the opportunities that God has given them and provided for them already uh, with their neighbors, their friends, their workplaces, wherever they may find themselves. And so I, I do believe, pastors, we need to be super intentional about this with when, when we're preaching, when we're leading, when we're giving these emphasis to make sure that we are, we're pointing people to the bigger picture of what um, the holidays really are about, the world we, we can utilize and leverage them um, to help um, help more people know and follow Jesus. And I think it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. um, that's the reason why I think this is a topic we just need to, again, it's just a casual prompt and reminder that we're getting into that season where our calendar naturally turns there. And people are already thinking that way anyway. Um, this is one of the most generous seasons usually as well. People love to be generous, generous with their time, their talents, their resources. Uh, people tend to give a lot. People want to jump in and help and support those who might be in need. And so, uh, again, leveraging all this, not that we're just doing good deeds in our community, which are important. They're not nothing wrong with doing good deeds yeah. in our community, but 
painting the picture beyond just doing the good deeds, but why are we doing this? What's the heart behind it? Uh, because I think if not, then we just end up treating showing our church that we do good deeds versus, hey, really this is all encompassing for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God. Well, Jay, I, I see this flying around a lot on social media, and it's the statement that I, I think different people have coined it. I think it was Francis of Assisi or someone else that says, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. I don't know if he said that or if it's someone. I think it's been coined by different people. What are your thoughts on that statement? Because what you just said kind of goes against that or saying that's not enough. Because I, I hear that a lot. and. Well, here's People the thing. I believe that's what the Bible teaches. So just, yeah. I'll share you. I'll, sh I'll just share a little quick story. So as a teenager, I was growing up and I had a friend who came from an, a family that did not believe. Um, she came to youth group. She surrendered her life to Jesus, was baptized, followed through, but her parents didn't believe. And I would, we would often go to her house and hang out as teenagers and, you know, rambunctious teenagers and things of that sort. And let me tell you, her dad was one of the most generous, loving, caring individuals uh, I remember. I still have these impressions of the things he would do for us teenagers, and it didn't make sense why. It didn't do anything. And, and here's the thing. What I'm getting at is he was generous. He was loving. He was kind um, to any normal person. This was a good human being. Mm -hmm. This is an individual, though, that did not know Jesus. And if we read our Bible and we read our Bibles correctly, you could do all the good things in the world that is necessary. But if you do not know Jesus, you do not have eternal life. You will spend eternity separated from God. That being said, that individual understands being generous. That understand that ind individual knows what it means to love somebody, care for someone, genuinely care for someone, but they don't know Jesus. I think a lot of times churches, and maybe I'm out here in left field, please don't shoot me up on social media here, but I think a lot of times as churches, we do a good job of, of meeting people's needs, loving people, caring for people, and being generous. But I think we do fail to help people understand why we do that and why we're different. Mm -hmm. um, a good deed, I, listen, there's a lot of social organizations that do good deeds. Mm -hmm. I could go find a hundred different places that are feeding people who need food. I can find a hundred different places that are going to hand out food for Thanksgiving and hand out and give away turkeys. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it for the same reason I would be doing it. I do it right. because I understand the generosity that's been provided on me. I understand what God has done on me, how he's richly loved me in spite of my flaws. In spite of my sin. Now I want to replicate that. I want to do those, but I also want people to know the good news of Jesus. So mm -hmm. I understand mm -hmm. in some levels, you know, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. I think the mindset behind that, I want to say, I understand the mindset behind that is let your life display your walk with mm -hmm. Jesus. But I have trouble believing there's not there's there's not words that are mm -hmm. also going to come with that. Um, I well, believe it's you know preach the yeah. you know preach the good news at all times. And when the opportunity arises, use words, <laughs> you know, I mm -hmm. think you look for well, that you opportunity. Know, it, yeah. And that's kind of the movement of the social justice movement of if we just do good things, then we're good. And then we're good with whatever happens in the end. And most people, of course, cut God out of the equation in the scripture, because ultimately mankind left alone doesn't want anyone telling them what to do. Ultimately, we, we want to be the boss of ourselves. And so if we can just do good things and, 
somehow feel like we've arrived and we've fulfilled this desire to be kind and loving. Uh, if, if that's all that life's about, then I'm just going to try to do some good stuff. And then hopefully I'll have a good little life and have a good little retirement. And then it's over with. But like you said, uh, our eternity is a lot longer than this life. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't come, it doesn't ooze off of us. People don't come to Jesus just because they watch how you walk or how you talk. Now they'll be attracted and interested in knowing that you are different. And we should, Jesus said, be the salt and light of the earth that we, this is who you are, right? Don't lose your saltiness. Don't lose your impact. But if we never share the actual clear, you know, picture of the good news with people, as God opens those doors, as those conversations get going, we miss the whole opportunity of what they truly need. And so I think it's both and I think we should meet needs, physical needs, we need to serve and give and go wherever God calls us to go. We should be the most generous people, like you're saying, we should be known for being, uh, I'm going to care for people, no strings attached. I'm going to love people regardless of how they react to me. This is what Jesus did. Right. But at the end of all that, we want them to find relationship with God because just being a quote unquote good Christian or not even good, good person. As most people, I'm a good person. I do good things. I, I give to this. I do this at Christmas. I hand out food and all those are wonderful things that does not equal that I'm, I am, I am righteous or that I've I've earned any type of uh, place with God. There's none righteous, no, not one. I need a savior. So I do think leveraging your life for the gospel begins with prayer, begins with being intentional and investing in people. Uh, But I don't think it's just, it's just just that I'm just going to hang out with people. Well, no, see, Jesus did this though. Jesus did a lot of good things. He healed people. He took care of people, but he always tied it to the gospel. He always pointed people to the good news. And that wasn't for everybody. Didn't like that. Obviously we see that he got a lot of pushback for that. And then some of the, 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 I, I think one of the most terrifying pieces of scripture we have in Matthew chapter seven, where he says, you know, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. There's going to be people who cast out demons in my name. They do good deeds in my name. They do all these things, but they never knew me. Mm-hmm. It's possible to do all these good things. It's possible to do good deeds and be a good person and not know Jesus. And, mm-hmm. you know, people know Jesus not just because, again, yes, you just said it. People may be attracted to us. They should be attracted to us. Why are you they different? They should be. They should be. Why, yeah. what, what makes you different? Those are yeah. when the opportunity comes around. So maybe the saying is, you know, uh, live your life like Jesus, and when the opportunity arises, use words because you're mm-hmm. gonna use words. You're gonna be able to share your yeah. story, your your time. Mm-hmm. You know what Jesus has done for you. So, um, I'm I'm a big proponent of. I, I read an article, and I and I think it was Kerry Newoff. To be honest, I want to give him credit if it was him. I read an article uh, many years ago, and and he's just like, you know, your 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 church should own something um you know especially right and he was talking about the holidays it's like if no one else is owning it you need to own it and it's this idea of like why wouldn't i own christmas like what are we celebrating at christmas what's the real meaning of christmas that we're celebrating mm-hmm. yes jesus was not born on december 25th yes i know this yes it was not even december it was probably not even the winter i get that but this is the time of year where we acknowledge this and we celebrate this birth of mm-hmm. our savior and across the board, even if the, you only go to church a couple times a year, this may be the time where you interact with that. This mm-hmm. is the season where we need to be truth bearers. We need to be the lie of the world and salt of the earth. So I'm pretty passionate about this because I think this is an opportunity. This is um, – I, I don't want to say it this way because, again, no one's a project. I think we invest and we're intentional. But this is kind of – 
that low hanging fruit of like, hey, naturally our world turns its attention on the on radio. People are going to be humming and singing to Christmas carols that are pointing to the Savior. Like it's mm-hmm. going to be on the radio. It's going to be on all these stations that everybody listens to all year around. Naturally, people are going to go, hey, I'm thinking about this. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity. It's an opportunity right in our way. So this is mm-hmm. every year it happens. And I get really, really passionate about the uh, what stands mm-hmm. in front of us, the opportunity. So that is, and I think pastors, we need to, we really need to make sure that we are capitalizing on this as an, an opportunity to lead our people to understand yeah. the opportunities that are in yeah. front of them um, and leverage it and go, hey, listen, this is what you got. Um, I, I know at the church I'm serving at right now, I'm I'm leading this series that we're going into in the month of November. And really, the month of November, my goal, and I told I was I'm very told about it. So if you're listening to this and you actually go to the church where I'm 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 on staff, you're gonna know up front. The goal behind this month is to prime the hearts of our people to be active in December. That's ultimately the goal. Um, we start this weekend priming the pumps because we want to be super intentional. We planned this a long time ago, super intentional about the holidays of knowing. This was an opportunity coming in front of us, and we're gonna we're gonna prepare. So we're in a season right now of preparing for yeah. what we want to accomplish. That's so good stuff. I think that's yeah. crucial to be preparing our people to not only be giving, but prepared to serve people and, and thinking of others. You know, because it's easy to turn inward. It's easy to turn inward, uh, especially during these times of the year. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. You know. For if you're in ministry, you you get this like holidays as it. And I say holidays, I don't even like the word holidays, but you know Christmas, Easter, um, it's not the same as people that are not in in ministry. I mean, the sense of you know you don't have that quaint little perfectly laid out Christmas Eve dinner and and different things. Usually, we're doing three services and 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 pouring <laughs> out and you know, worshiping and sharing the gospel. Right? You know that's 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 like that's a great opportunity and they're even saying that christmas services are even a greater impact some say than even easter it's it's kind of not shifted away from easter but they've both equally become where a lot of people come to church you know or or there's more opportunity to invite people and so making sure that the gospel is clearly heard and, and felt and understood is so vital for us as leaders to not just turn that into an insider Hey, just come and we'll drink some hot cocoa and sing a few songs and go home. But instead saying, yeah, we're going to come together. We're going to, we're going to drink hot cocoa and we're going to love one another. We're going to have a wonderful, warm, exciting time to celebrate Christmas. But we're also going to invite my neighbor that is isolated. I'm also going to reach out to my neighbor down the street that maybe doesn't go to church and I'm going to invite them to come sit with us and, and love them and and support them and and look at this as a, as another way to say, Hey, not just come to church. But hey, I, I care about you. How can I pray for you? Uh, what's going on in your life? And people are people are receptive, and a lot of people are lonely. I mean, the the isolation, loneliness factor has has been off the charts. It's been it's been just magnified because of you know the last three and a half four years. But we need now more than ever relationship. And so when we open up our our lives to people that don't have that. Uh, it's huge because a lot of people, when they think of Thanksgiving, Christmas, when they do not have a healthy family or there's a lot of pain in their life, it, it only makes it work. It, it only just magnifies their pain. And then, you know, the cultural pressure is, and all the movies and songs say that 
you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year and everything's perfect. And, and then we compare ourselves. We look at other families and say, well, I don't have what they have, or I don't have this, or I don't have that. And so I think it's just a great time for us to be thinking of those that might be considered uh, discouraged and, and isolated. It's such a, an opportunity to say, hey, listen, you matter. You matter to me. Right. This is good. And, and, and so let's shift gears here real quick, Josh, and let's talk about you know, practically, this is for you and I as well as pastors who, yes, we're leading people. We need to be super intentional about this. What, what can we do right now to position ourselves? What can we do right now um, to, to set ourselves up, to maximize the opportunities, to leverage our life for the gospel's sake, to, to maximize what's in front of us here? What can we do right now to prepare um, for those opportunities that are going to be set in front of us that God's going to give us? in the next coming uh, two months or so. What can we be doing right now? Um, I'll start. I'll start real quick, Josh. I, I just think real quick, I think one thing I would tell everyone to do is what Josh has just said multiple times. I would say, take some time and carve it out and pray and say, God, look, I want to know. Make me, Help me to see what you see when it comes to the opportunities that are in front of me. I think you start there, Josh, you just said it multiple, multiple times. And I, I think you were going to say that again. And I was like, I, I want to make sure everybody hears that Josh is saying, because I think it's super important. <laughs> Prayer is important. And I think yeah. every Christ follower should take time right now at the beginning of November going, God, help me to see what you see. Help me to see the opportunities that you're going to put yeah, in front of me. I, I would say specifically as write down the names of people, you know, you know, have it on your phone and have it somewhere. I mean, not, don't be weird about it, of course, you know, and you don't, don't have to be embarrass weird. people. Yeah, don't be weird about it the way that scares people. But yeah, jot it down, write it down somewhere and, and pray for them daily. Pray for their heart, pray for their pray for their family, pray for their whatever needs they have, pray for opportunities and watch what God does. Watch what God does. He's, he will open up doors. I, I've had I've had some incredible conversations with people that I've been praying since I moved to Venice through the hurricane. You know, there's been way more conversation, way more openness, way more, hey, I, uh, helping each other that. Uh, you know, in my neighborhood and different and different relationships. And so, um, you know, it's it, it sounds like really basic, like you should pray, you know, well, yeah, we should pray, but like specifically intentionally daily say, I am praying for these people in my life, whether it's one or whether it's you, know, you might have a, a whole a whole a whole list of people say, I'm praying for God to use me this Christmas with them. Now, God's going to bring in other opportunities, you know, right but start there. So this, I, I would say, you know, and, and that could be a daunting task, like all the people I know. Well, think about it in buckets. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three buckets that I think you can think about. And obviously these buckets can overlap. I'm not saying it's separate, but there's three buckets. One, I think about, um, well, maybe there's four buckets, but think about um, right there in your, your close proximity, your neighborhood. Who do you know that you live in close proximity to that you could be super intentional with? Uh, cookies, you know, activities, you know, whatever it may be, just be super intentional to make a connection. Um, I know one of the things I'm trying to encourage our church to do is a simple, like, hey, we want to give you some resources that initiate conversation with people you know, just give you some resources that can initiate the conversation. Because when you start that conversation, that's when God takes that up, takes that step of faith that you took and and does miracles with it. So right there in your neighborhood, I would say your workplaces, the places where we work. I mean, this this is another field that we have, another opportunity that we have. Mm -hmm. There's people that we know at work. Now, I know that gets tricky because people are thinking, well, it's workplace. You got to be careful what you say and what you – no. They listen, this is why you live the gospel out in your life because you're different mm -hmm. and people are going to ask questions. Once they ask questions, hey, game on. Game on. 
you know, share your mm-hmm. story. Tell people what it's about. Tell people what it, hey, side note, Josh, your story, your story mm-hmm. about what God has done in your life is something that is super important. If you have not taken time to write that out, think about it, process that, this is a great season to do that. Great season to be reminded and show mm-hmm. thanksgiving for what God has done, but also use it as an opportunity to say, hey, I want to be familiar with my story enough to where I can share it. But the workplace is another bucket. And then I would say your community is another bucket. So think about the community things you're involved in, sports, uh, community involvement in like activities or clubs or whatever you guys do and your family. But that that community involvement urge some buckets. And then there is a fourth bucket that I think is important that I don't want to overlook. And uh, I, it, it hit me as I said three buckets. There's actually four. I think there's an immediate family. You have family. There are people who have family who do not know Jesus, and this is a great opportunity for you to uh, have those conversations as well with family members. Yeah. Um, so those are some buckets that I came up with. That like, hey, be super intentional. Um, you know, we we bake a whole bunch. I know my family. We bake a whole bunch of cookies. Uh, that usually is very tempting for me to eat, but we wrap them up and we want to give them to people. And yeah. I'll tell you what, people don't care about the. I don't care if they take the cookies. I don't care if they like the cookies. The point is, I just want to make a connection. I want to have a conversation, and more people are open to having those conversations. So that's what I would say is to be mm-hmm. super intentional about those areas. So pray, write down lists, and if you're like, man, this is so big, think about it in buckets. What are you, Where are those mm-hmm. people in those buckets? And that's good. Maybe go, hey, I'm going to try to get one in every bucket. I'm going to try to get one person I'm going to be super intentional mm-hmm. with in every bucket. And again, these people are not projects. These are people that you love. Mm-hmm. These are people that you care about. These are people that you want to know what you know because – the freedom that you have in Jesus has changed your yeah. life. Wouldn't you want that for someone else? That's what That's I would good say. Word. That's a good word. And I would also say, uh, just building on that, serve. You know, if you're in a local church, if you're a, in a leader, a volunteer leader, sign up to serve on Christmas. Tell your family that you're going to take time on, on those services to help or, or the Sundays leading up to it. You're going to say, listen, I'm going to make a difference by serving, you know, whether it's at church on Sunday or whether it's in a ministry throughout the, you know, throughout the area. We, we were talking to uh, the Pregnancy Solutions group this morning about all the needs that are coming in in our area and how men and women need counseling. They need, they need Jesus, but they need support. And just, just how the waves of people are coming in uh, just way more than last year and just how many opportunities there are to volunteer. And that's just to come listen, share the gospel, counsel, support, um, serve people that are in a difficult situation, you know, and just to point them to Jesus and let them know that they're not alone. And so that, you know, find a local ministry that you can partner with that you maybe your church has already partnered with. Um, One thing we're trying to do with our kids is just um, take them places and serve with them, you know, whether it's meeting a, a physical need. One thing, our, one thing our church does every year, but the second Saturday of, of December, we, we the local uh, churches and, um, and not churches, schools, and, you know, whether they have a need or needs in their family to, for Christmas. And so we, you know, we typically have a list of, you know, 100 plus families um, with, with needs for Christmas. And so we typically buy gift cards that go to the parents so they can buy the gifts. We invite them to a, a, a big party at the, at the location we meet at, like on a Saturday, we have Chick-fil-A, we have games and just a celebration. And then we, we have some, some music and our kids ministry sing some, and I typically share a, a short little message, including the gospel to let them know that they're loved by God and just to offer that salvation and say, if we'd, we'd love to talk with you, if you have questions about, you know, coming to know Christ. And if you don't have a church, we'd love to 
walk with you and support you. So that's something I look forward to coming up this Christmas. And it's just a tangible way to say you matter to us. Uh, and I love that it, not that, not that it should ever bring attention to our church. Cause I do think there's a danger there that this is not about us, but it lets the community know the church isn't just a place you go. It's not just a, it's not just a group of people that hang out and sit in rows or, or have a small group, but that we're a people that love people that are, are pointing you to the perfect son of God. And, and we want your life to be transformed. And so meeting those needs opens the door for us to talk about what the greatest need is for all of us is that relationship with God. So, you know, I think if your posture is open-handed and Lord, would you use me this Thanksgiving Christmas season? Uh, would you open doors? Would you help me to be willing to, to let my plans change and, and let some of my, you know, inter interruptions become divine interruptions? Um, that's, that's something I'm praying that I will, I will not get tunnel vision on all that I have to accomplish in a short right. amount of time, but be ready for the people that he puts in front of me. And this I don't always stuff. do that. Well, I need, I need his, that's why prayer keeps me in that spirit of, of attention to people. I think we all, we all struggle with it, right? We get busy. It's a time of year where it is extremely busy, but, um, that's why the word intentional is so important. So Josh, this conversation is a, is a dire, dire conversation that needs to happen that, um, especially I'm thinking here, the first week of November, it's a good conversation to have to go ahead and get it on a radar, go ahead and say, Hey, carve out the time to be intentional, to pray and to spend some time getting ready for, um, what is ahead of us? Cause we're preparing because who knows what God wants to do. And I truly believe we put our best foot forward. We step out in faith. We, uh, you know, we, 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 we take advantage of the opportunities that God given us and he's, he's going to come through. We're going to see, we're going to get to watch God do, uh, far more than we can think or imagine. So, uh, listen, I'd love to hear your ideas. How are you intentional at Christmas? We'd love to hear. Why don't you, if you're interested, share a story with us, share how your family gets, uh, uh, gets intentional at Christmas. We'd love to share some of those ideas on our Facebook, on our social media. Um, we could, uh, you know, and again, you don't have to be super specific because um, we want to protect, uh, you know, certain people and we don't want people to feel like a project, but I'd love to share ideas uh, and resources for people to just gather and go, oh man, I could do that. I could make cookies. I could do this. I could do that. So if you have some uh, things that you do as a family or individually, uh, for Christmas, that's super intentional to help people know and follow Jesus. Why don't you share that with us? You can email us at thepastorpod at gmail.com. You can tag us on social media. You can share with us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever um, you know outlet you'd like to use there. Um, we'd love to hear from you. But Josh, another good conversation. Look forward to the weeks ahead as we have some guests coming up, as well as some other special things that we're um, hopefully going to be doing for the uh, podcast here. So that being said, uh, from Josh and I, thank you again for listening in. Have a great weekend. Hope to see you back next week.